Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is the 147th day of the virus, and it is August the 7th, 2020. We're going to look at a story on who is the greatest. Yesterday, we met a man who confused the abilities of Jesus with the more primary and more important identity of Jesus and and access to that by belief in Jesus. We learned yesterday that he wasn't a magician to be accessed, assessed, accessed, uh, but he was a Lord to be believed in. And then we heard the great prayer, I believe, help my unbelief. We're going to look today in Mark chapter 9, and we're going to ask the question, who is the greatest and how do you know and how? what illustration do you use? This is Mark chapter 9, verses 33 through 37. And they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? They kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me but him who sent me. Lord, help us understand this. So we know the place. Let's start with that. They are in Capernaum. They were walking, and we know that there was a discussion, and actually it's described as an argument as to who was the greatest. So they were discussing value And how do we judge that in general? We judge it by position or power, maybe physical strength, uh, physical beauty, uh, accumulation of stuff. Maybe that's money or cattle or something. And then uh, accomplishments. And then the thing about this that's disturbing, uh, in Luke it actually says that he knew their reasoning. It's one of those moments in Scripture where not only does Jesus uh, have verbal indications maybe, but he also really knows what they were thinking. I was thinking of the Michael Jordan-LeBron James fight on being the goat, the greatest of all time, and what criteria they use and what value that will be in the kingdom, which will be uh, nothing. So they're arguing about who's the center of uh, of the universe, who does the universe orbit around, and the fact that Jesus knows their reasoning, well, I think, don't we all kind of think that we have the world orbit around us and don't we all have reasons and doesn't it sound reasonable and rational to us can't I explain to you and maybe argue with you about uh, 
my greatness? Well, of course, Jesus throws this all on their head. And I just love that Jesus asked the question, what were you discussing on the way? They know they're busted. Verse 34, but they kept silent for they knew what they had said on the way. And when confronted with the Jesus question, they knew they were using the wrong criteria. They knew that they had set the goalposts on position or power or strength or something. And Jesus was said, the, you're running in the wrong direction. The goal is actually over here. And then he shows them how to find the goal. And that, of course, is with the child. So this is one of those lessons where they're walking, they arrive at the place, and then they sit down. Said, you know, all right, sit down. We're going to do a little lesson here. Calls, so he sits down, calls the twelve, verse thirty-five. And then, uh, if anyone would be first, Jesus verbally turns things upside down, and he says, "Which we all want to be first. Here's how you be first. You got to be last, and last of all, and servant of all." Well, I don't, oof, I don't like either of that stuff. And then the illustration, verse 36, and he took a child and he put him in the midst of them. And I love this part. He doesn't just stand the child in the middle of the 12 disciples and Jesus. He, he puts the child in the circle, if you will, and then takes him in his arms. So the, just if that's all you get out of this lesson, this moment, just imagine Jesus taking a child in his arms, and this is the illustration he wants to use. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. So children, what about children? They can't provide their own food. They they don't know stuff about the world. They don't know politics. They know they're not very big. Uh, they don't have any resources at all. They don't know where their next meal is coming from, except that it's provided. So there's a lot that children lack. And then I was thinking about, well, what do children have? What value system do they have? They know love. They know the love language. Uh, they know that when they are seen by an adult. If you say to a child, by your time, attention, eyes gifting, whatever, if you say to a child, I think you are terrific, they understand that very well. If you take a child into your arms in this metaphorical way, they understand that. So Jesus actually says to the disciples, you need to turn, this is in another one of the Gospels, you need to turn and relate to a child like this. Value in the way that the kingdom is. So as we value children, we serve the least, we take them into our arms. If you want to get Jesus, and who doesn't want to do that, uh, we have to become last of all, servant of all, and take these children, metaphorically, the least of the people of God, into our arms. So how do I get God? It's humility, it's service, it's being, being and serving the least and the children thinking that children and acting like children of the kingdom are terrific and they are the most important. So Jesus turns value upside down today.